Welcome to the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you manage your money better, invest wisely, retire early, and grow your wealth for you and your family and live your best life. My name is Tony Thomas, Charter Financial Planner, Pension Specialist, and Money Coach. I've advised thousands of people over the last 30 years. I'm going to share with you real life stories and everything that you need to know to build a financially secure future and a great lifestyle. If you enjoy the podcast, then feel free to subscribe and leave a review. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. I'm really pleased to be joined by Neil Doig on today's show. So a massive welcome to you, Neil. Hi, Tony. It's a pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure too. So Neil is a money coach and the founder of Money Tips. Yeah. Neil has written a book called The Millennial Money Mindset, an Amazon bestseller and shortlisted by the Financial Times. Neil has also created a car game which teaches us about investing. And Neil has also been a financial advisor and commodity trader. So Neil, please share with us your fascinating story on how you help people with money tips and money coaching. So over Thank to you. Thank you, Tony. Well, I, I started off at 18. I, the first share I ever bought was, it was called lastminute.com. The irony of the name was lost to me at the time. I lost all, all the savings I had that I saved up working at an ice cream shop during, it was like 1999, at the height of the dot-com boom. This new technology, this, this thing called the internet, people said it would never catch on. And but I kind of thought that how I wanted to get rich from this buying, buying shares. So I, the first stock I ever bought was lastminute.com. It was, there was lots of kind of the craze of Tamagotchi and double denim was kind of at its height. So I wrote um, a check and sent it in the post to a city broker, used a telephone box. I was still at school and remember those kind of- I remember those times, yes. I first started to, yeah. And yeah, I thought I was going to be rich. And then the, I got home from school and there was a sea of red on the television screens as the, the dot-com boom kind of plummeted. And I, all my hopes of, of becoming this overnight millionaire that many people have with Bitcoin today, it's, it, was, it was a good lesson. So I kind of promised myself this would never happen again. I bought myself a copy of Rich Dad Poor Dad, which is almost a cliche this time, but I recommend anyone reading it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very much one of my first books I read as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's I would recommend it as well to anybody. So that was, my, that was my, how I started out. Really had, I studied geography at university. So I've always got kind of a geography head. I'm a bit of a geography geek. And then after university, I started in the shipping industry. So moving tankers around the world, went to night school and got my chartered shipbroken qualification and then started gas trading. So buying and selling millions of pounds worth of gas when you turn your heating on at night, uh, when you get home at night or when you're cooking, that's the kind of natural gas that I was trading. My biggest daily gain was 940,000 pounds in a day. That's when there was a pipeline to Norway that froze over. I had to source the gas from France got made redundant from that role and it gave me opportunity to say, what do I want to do with myself? So I looked at my strengths, always good at looking at markets, like looking at kind of the world and like helping people. And there's a big demand for people needing help with their, with their money. So became a financial advisor, did all my qualifications, went on a six month training program where they teach you how to become 
I had my portfolio of clients and then I kind of had an, a conscience moment where I felt a lot of it was, especially in London, it's about helping high net worth individuals save more tax. Yeah. And I kind of thought, how many hospital beds could that provide? How many school books? So I decided to become a money coach. Started yeah. a company called Money Tips, which stands for tax, investment, property, pension, savings. Right, good. We're different. We offer a done with you service rather than a done for you service. And it's to help educate, inspire, and money coach to better investing. So would you say, so do you want to expand on the difference between what you did as a financial advisor compared to what you do now as a money coach? So there's a huge in, increase in people needing, needing education and actually mm. needing to how they actually manage their money. So in the old days, so previous generations, you wouldn't even need to know about this. You would work all your life. And at the end of that working life, you'd get a guaranteed income for life. You'd get yeah. an annuity. You'd get, you could buy an affordable house. Or if you had any money left over, you could put that into money into a bank and get 5% interest rate. So today, that's all being blown out of the water. So today, everyone needs to be an investor. Everyone needs to understand how to invest their money. So there's a number of things like auto-enrollments that's come in and things like pension freedom to mean that everyone today has to be an investor. So it's really about educating, inspiring, and really giving that money coaching. So it's, and so it's done. So essentially, it's the way I think about it, it's, it's about think of it when in the old when the car industry was just getting started. So yeah. in Henry Ford, when he was just when cars were invented, you had this new technology of driving cars. And you first of all, you'd have a chauffeur that would drive you around and take you to places. And yeah. more and more people, the markets expanded. Everyone today has cars. Yeah. It's about everyone needs to drive and everyone needs to have these vehicles. And it's very similar today. So there's many, many similar finance vehicles there's a fintech industry is massive where you can put your money into these vehicles and it can take you wherever you want similar to a car in the old days and essentially what a money coach is it's about sitting in the passenger seat and helping that person to drive maybe that's the first investment it can be quite scary so think of it think of like driving a car for the first time if you look under a bonnet and you see this all this machinery and all this complexity you think oh my why would you you to death. <laughs> this machine and drive it at 50 miles an hour you would never but it's actually it's relatively safe you can do very simple things like putting on a seatbelt that will mean you're taking less risk and it's very similar today so today essentially everyone needs to drive it's a bit like today in the old days 50 years ago you everyone started driving and if you didn't have these lessons you didn't have driving instructors or someone sitting in the passenger seat kind of guiding you around then there'd be many more crashes. There'd be people getting kind of injured. And so essentially what a money coach is rather than the kind of the chauffeur service, which is still valid today. Everyone has yeah. time and everyone, um, everyone has is time poor today. So that chauffeur service is still, still needed today. And but essentially what a money coach is, we're sitting in the passenger seat, kind of helping you, guiding you, giving you confidence as you start your journey in investments and just and helping you decide your risk if you just start off in the first gear or if you're a, a boy racer who wants to go a bit faster you can go into the fifth gear but it's all about being safe secure and yeah have making your money work for you as fast as possible i i feel a few variations to the to uh, an explanation but that's probably the best one i've heard ah, i like the you. idea of uh, if you like a driving instructor sitting next to you and just helping you through the pathway of your financial life. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think that's a great analogy. So well, I think it's actually from chapter four of my book, fun enough. So is it right? Okay. So watch out for I, that. So it's we also set goals as well. So it's not just about being being in the passage thing. It's about taking the analogy even further. It's about having goals, getting that map in place and actually having that plan where you're gonna to get to and setting go as soon as you set goals, that fog instantly clear and it means you can get to your destination faster. This is an interesting one for me because I, as a financial advisor, I know where we start from. So from, from a money coach point of view, where is the starting point? Is it where you are today, for example, or is it more where you want to be and then you construct a, a roadmap or a path towards that or something in between, whatever you yeah, it's, I mean, it is. depends on the person. So I have a five-step method that I, that I use and it's about starting out where you are. It's essentially, a lot of it's about budgeting as well. well how yeah. much are you spending your money on? And is this, we, money um, is a subject that's not taught in schools. It's, it's done, it's, we'd never used to need to know about it before. Yeah. And actually understanding the person and I get, with the money coaching, it's a lot more about the mindset as well. So my book's called Millennial Money Mindset. Okay. It's about understanding it's about spending habits as well. We can quite often spend unconsciously. We can, I mean, I was guilty of this when I was working because of um, a trader and I'd go out at lunch, not even think about it, buy, you know, sandwiches, five pounds, six pounds, you know, sandwich and not even think about it or rather than actually being prepared and making your own sandwich or, just, or any, anything like that. We, we quite honestly unconsciously spend and it's about actually thinking about where that pound coin in your back pocket is going every day and actually using that for an investment that's going to work for you rather than actually spending spending unconsciously it's not actually going to get you anywhere in the long term yeah the, the mindset side of things is uh, vastly i think underestimated how important that is because you need to have the right mindset to be able to be successful in anything in life but having or having a good money mindset is as important as anything. And you're right, that's not taught in, in schools in any shape or form. Talk me through the, the actual five steps that you go through. So essentially own yourself first and take responsibility. So be res responsible, be proactive, and then set up an automated payment, whether that's savings. And then the next step is to have a plan. So build a, a roadmap where you're going to get to. Yeah. Next step is... Essentially, you want to be having an emergency fund. So if anything happens, that you've got a, a, something to fall back on. It's about diversifying diversify your portfolio. So have, then it's about, it's more about education as well. So educating, it's not just people, we never, as I said, we never need to know this before. So it's explaining different asset classes. So whether that's a pound coin, whether that's property, whether that's explaining what a share is, explaining what a bond is, what is a commodity as well. Who these? These kind of there's so much jargon in that's thrown around today. It's quite difficult to uh, if you if you're just starting out and you never invested before to understand what is a bond and how. Yeah. Just bonds are very boring, but I I love a bond and it's very important to have that in your portfolio. And it's having these different different asset classes working for you. So I've got a, I, I use the game actually enough. It's called football formation asset allocation. Right. Okay. And it's about building a team around you. So even though the bond is quite boring, it's your left back of the team. So it's about having, the way I explain it, if you live a good life, you live to 90 years old, yeah. like 90 minutes on the pitch. If you score a goal, money goes into your pocket. If you can see a goal, money goes out of your pocket. 
And it's about building a team of players that are going to work for you. And different strategies are for different people. So depending on your personality type, you can pick a different strategy that's going to work for you. So if you're older, for instance, so if you're in your 50s, 60s, even 70s, you're going to want a much more defensive strategy. You're yeah. going to have many, you know, you're going to have more bonds. You want to have more property, more cash. Where some of my clients are 25, for instance, and they're going to they're going to have um, they're going to have more time on the pitch, so to speak. So they can ride out the ups and downs of the market, and they can have more strikers. So these are your emerging market, your growing countries, and your growing company. These are the strikers of your team. So that's 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 the uh, the sort of picture that's going through mine. So in my sort of so the mind's eye, what I can see is that the, the older you are, perhaps the more defensive you are, and you build from the back outwards. But when you exactly. are younger, you can be a little bit more aggressive and attacking. And as you say, you can have more attackers on the, on the field because you've got the time to be able to pull back anything, if you like, if, if, it goes, if you concede any goals. Exactly. So again, it's another great analogy. So, oh, thank you. That's chapter five of my book. Is right? it right? Okay, good. I'm making <laughs> a note of all these chapters. The yeah, so that's the analogy, but it, you could, it depends on your personality. So I've, different investing types can, so if you're really into property, for instance, then, then you can focus on that. Or some people are really into their data and they can be more into understanding about fundamental analysis or they, and it's, it's explaining different types and explaining how, how each portfolio can work for you. I think as you know, my role as a financial advisor, the better the educated your clients are, the better relationship you will have with the clients. And it's all about helping them to make their own decisions uh, going forwards. So you are, you are obviously doing that very much so with clients. And it's great to see that you are uh, helping people to be able to do this uh, for themselves. So what is your life cycle, I think, with clients? I mean, do you, do you have a clients for you know, many years or is it just one-offs? Do you use things like cash flow planning? Give me a bit of a flavor how what, sort of a, what a client would look like for you in terms of a lifestyle. So we have a number of different packages. So I have a gold, well, bronze, silver, gold, platinum package. Yeah. My core package would originally was going to be investing accelerators where we get people into a room and teach them how to invest over two days. So you have yeah. a weekend and essentially you teach them all the fundamentals about investing so they can go away and become a, DIY investor and investor in portfolio themselves. Yeah. If they want to go and see a financial advisor after that, then that's, that's yeah. fine. For them. But they, to get a fundamental understanding. So that's the gold package. There's a silver package, which is a six week program where it's someone who's a bit more time poor, but they can essentially, it's a, you get the game, you get an online course, you get a, a number of different workbooks, a budget planner, there is a cash flow forecast. It's not as good as some of the other. It's something that their voyant is really good, but you have to pay for it. Well, they, can, they, they can be very in-depth, so it's not always uh, suitable for somebody with, a, should we say, less experience in using these types of uh, applications. And I, do, I also do a one-to-one -one service as well. But that's, there's a number of different packages. But the idea is essentially teach them. The way I explain it is a bit like if you – give someone a fish for a day, they eat for a day, whereas you, you learn how to fish for yourself, then you, you fish for lifestyle, uh, for a lifetime, sorry. Yeah. And the way, the, the, the acumen of the fish is to become financially independent and seek happiness. So that, that's the analogy. It's the, so then just teach them how to catch their own fish and then they can eat for themselves for a lifetime rather than 
if you give a give someone a fish for a day, they're going to feed themselves for a day. Yeah. The take on there's a, a thing. It's it's quite popular in London where it's called a fire movement, which is called which is financially independent and retire early, which is essentially it's about becoming financially having enough assets that are going to pay you an income for where you stop working. So there's a big movement where it's about the focus on retiring early. Whereas I think we all need to work. I think work is a core essential for us to, as humans, we will, we will get bored if we just yeah. retire. Yeah. Some people, if you retire when you're you know, 35, what are you going to do every day? I think everyone needs to serve us. Have a purpose. So I think it's all about, even if you do become financially independent, it's about seeking happiness, seeing what's good, for, what is happy for you, having a purpose and yeah, essentially. That's so so it's not just about the money side. This is about having, as you say, a, well, for me anyway, it's a purpose in life. So you will have what I would determine as being a balanced life in terms of all aspects. So it's not just the money side, it's the health. It is happiness, it's your mental health, it's all those things. So work isn't just about uh, money as we know. It's about socializing with other people. It's about having a routine, a structure, and really a purpose for, for being. So all those things is, is something you cover in, in your coaching. Exactly. We use a lot of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'm a big yeah. fan of Maslow's hierarchy yeah. of needs. Essentially, it's... Yeah, once you get the kind of basic needs sorted and, yeah. and you can kind of rise up the, the, the ladder of needs, so to speak, and it's about yeah, having those basic needs. And it's also what I learned when I was a financial advisor, yeah, about having, yeah, like think of it like your emergency fund and then you can kind of build, build it up for your pension, et cetera, like that. What, what is, in terms of the people you work with, a couple of things that spring to mind. One is, what is the typical sort of age group that you that sort of gravitate to this uh, coaching service that you provide? And if you can, if you can share with us some examples of successes that they have had. So 25 to 45 year olds is, is a good yeah. person who I like to work with in the accumulation phase, or as yeah. I call it, in the investment journey. So I think financial advisors offer a great service Decumulation phase: What to yeah. do, you know, pension, how to consolidate your pension, or if you're yeah. going to move your defined benefit. Yeah. That's a space I'm in at the moment. So, uh, so yeah, so that's yeah. a great space yeah. to for a financial advisor. I would, yeah. if if anyone came to me, I've passed those kind of clients on to other yeah. financial advisors that I've worked with before. So, yeah, essentially anyone who 25 to 45 year olds, if you're looking to just start off investing, beginners, investors, looking to use your ISA allowance, which is a, a gift from the government that they give 20,000 pounds. So that would be the people I like to work with. I, yeah, I've get great testimonials. I've recorded some of my testimonials. It's, an, it's amazing it's the, the feedback you get from it. I have a, a scale of one to 10 on the money mindset scale. So when, I, when the client comes to me, what part of the where they are on the scale yeah. so they might be a five or a six and yeah. then you've by working with me they've they've moved up to an eight or a nine and it's about yeah having that so quite rewarding getting that kind of feedback that you actually have impacted someone's life it's quite yeah it's quite rewarding but have you in terms of uh, somebody's coming come to you and 
they may have had a particular, I don't know, goal in mind, for example, whether it has been to retire early. Have you got examples that you can share with us where they've actually done that? Or is it, it could be that they wanted to create a, an alternative income stream, if you like, uh, can, so that they can gradually release themselves from their day job, should we say, and then focus on enjoying what they do or a, or a hobby or a pastime or whatever it might be so they can go down a different direction. Yeah. As you're well aware, investing is a long-term game. So I haven't had anyone become financially independent working with me. I'm at the kind of lower scale that I work with, the lower end. So when, when our clients, we get a thousand pounds of savings, they yep. get a certificate, which is a comp, they join the comma club, which is a certificate, but it's, I've worked with people who are in debt and that's where they have a real pain. And yep. it's amazing how they get through the barrier of not being in debt. And they've actually managed to accumulate a thousand pounds in savings. Like, which is, which is a success in itself for them, isn't it? It's a massive success. Yeah. It's like getting past, that's the, I think that's one of the trickiest situations. It's the stickiest bit to get out of that debt spiral. If, you've, if you can manage to get out of that, that consumer debt spiral yeah. and then manage just to save, just to start saving and just to get past that thousand pounds, I think is a, it's like an abyss. If once you get past that, then it's, yeah, you can see this epiphany. It was like, oh, wow, it's actually, you, I have, what I call an investment journey map. And it's one of the kind of the pitfalls, that, the traps that people fall down, not actually being able to get out of this debt spiral. Yeah. It's, quite, it's quite challenging. But once you get out of there, it's almost like you get this kind of quantum leap effect where you're actually thinking, oh, yeah. this money thing can work for me. I'm not paying ridiculous amounts of money to credit cards. Yeah, look, I can see the, the sort of, it's becoming more apparent for me in terms of the service or the people that we can service, if you like, in terms of the, 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 the actual difference between us. Because as a financial advisor, and this would probably be the same for most financial advisors, you do tend to be in, in the bracket where you are looking to provide the service to people who have already probably acquired a certain element of wealth. But a lot of people need to get there in the first place. And where they struggle is having, as you say, the, the know-how, the education to be able to understand money much better, have the right mindset. That obviously is going to be the, the younger age group. So there's definitely a, if you like, an area where, and it's, you know, as you say, 25 to 45 is the, is, it looks to me, it's, it's, that's the obvious age group where you are able to advise or, or, or coach people in that area so they can get to a stage where over a period of time they are be going to become more financially affluent and hopefully obviously financially free at, at an earlier stage than what they would have done by a long way without your service. It's about accountability as well is a big thing. A lot of people know what to do. There's, the amount of information out there is amazing today. It's in, even the last three or four years, there's a lot of information out there. But it's what do you do with that information? So many people are guilty of this myself, of just reading something and then not doing anything with it. It's, it's overwhelming, isn't it? Surely yeah. it's, it's overwhelming. We all get, I mean, I struggle with it. So if I'm yeah. doing any form of research for, for anything, then there is an overwhelm of information out there and it's difficult even for us 
as professionals to be able to filter out that information and what's good and what's bad. So I think half of this is that time is precious for all of us. And if you have somebody that can coach you or advise you, whatever bracket that you're in, that will help shortcut all of that research, etc., and will guide you, then itself is going to be well worth whatever the cost is to, you know, to, for the services that we provide. I make it fun as well. So I've, with the game, it's uh, actually getting people engaged and getting people to, to actually get it investing as it's quite often can be seen this dry, dusty subject where yeah. it's actually it's quite interesting. Once you've think about this, the football analogy, you can actually start, oh, I can actually bring on, you know, a, you know, a striker and actually, or have some wingers and actually, you, you see clients actually start building their own portfolio and actually getting excited and engaged in it. There's a thing called the cone of learning, which is, sounds a bit nerdy, sounds a bit geeky and nerdy, but my teacher friends told me about it. And I was like, oh, wow, that, that essentially, the more active and more engaged you are doing something, you learn it much quicker. Yeah. So, by actually playing, I've always, I'm a, <laughs> exactly, yeah. A do I'm sitting on reading a book or reading. Yeah, a, yeah. I'm definitely a doer myself, so that's the way I learn. So, so I can, I can certainly uh, understand that. I think you're right. I think people see, uh, should we say, money matters is quite uh, dry and often boring. But I think once you get a taste for it and you get early successes, and you make in strides of improvement then it quickly becomes fun. And the more, the more fun you have and the, the better the strides you, you, you achieve, then the more you want to do it. I think there's a danger also to have too much fun. There's lots of traps out there. So I don't know if you've... I'm on quite a lot of forums, on internet forums, and you see all the people who are buying, you know, buy, trying to trade rather than investors i think there's a big difference between trading and investing yeah maybe we should touch on that because i see that all the time and i'm sure you do and there's a big yeah. difference so do you, want, gonna, do you want to give an example in tune in terms of what you see as investing and what you see as as trading in terms of what's out there at the moment so i did a youtube channel and i, I use the analogy so Investing is simple, but it's not easy, as Warren Buffett says. So it's like football. So score a goal, money goes into your pocket. Yeah. Concede a goal, money goes out of your pocket. So that's football. Whereas trading's like rugby. So it's a bit more nuanced. It's a bit more. So I traded gas for seven years, and yeah. there's a lot more nuance to trading. So when you first start trading, you don't realise that there's lots of differences that you don't that don't make sense. So quite often, there is a company releases their quarterly earnings and it's a good and it's good quarterly earnings, quite often the share price will go down and yeah. new person investing, like, why is that happening? Well, that's, and that's also because essentially when you're trading, you're essentially trying to predict, you're trying to out compete with everyone else and certain things happen that don't make sense. It's quite counterintuitive. So in, trading is very counterintuitive and it's a bit like rugby. You pass the ball backwards and you're like, why is that? Why is that? And, when you kick the ball, the ball moves around and it doesn't really make sense. Whereas football's um, investing is quite simple. Put money into the market, do it, every, drip feed it in every month. And whereas trading is a bit more nuanced, a bit more d difficult to understand. And you're also up against the big players. You're up against the big brutes. So you're up against the big banks. You're up against the other commodity traders. Yeah. And these are like the big 
big rugby players and you're much likely to get pummeled with tra trading than you are investing. So you're up against these big brutes and if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to get kind of clubbered uh, <laughs> a few times. And I see a lot of people, I mean, it's, it's exactly what I did when I was 18. I, I was young and didn't know what I was, you know, you, you just try and experiment. You think, right, I'm going to make my millions in overnight. And that's just not the way things work. It's, I'm sure you're, you know more about it than I do, but it's, just building wealth is a process. It's not a one-off event. It's very slow over the years, building up over time. I think it's, uh, I would liken it to people obviously looking to have uh, instant fame. And uh, it's possible, but it's usually short-lived. But if you want lasting fame or success, then you've got to build. You've got to build on it. You've got to build from the foundations upwards. It's a safer way to do it. And that will last you a lifetime in terms of building that wealth and building that knowledge. Whereas if you are looking for an instant uh, gratification, which uh, sometimes is labeled at uh, you know, our society these days, then it's, should we say, much more prone to, as uh, you say, volatility and uh, can easily go the wrong way. So success is uh, never built overnight, whatever you're doing, whether it's investing or, or anything. So I think the analogy is, is the same there. So learning the basics, understanding what you're doing, uh, and then you move on step by step is, and always has been as far as uh, I'm concerned, is the best way to do it. Uh, and what I also find as well, I don't know if you see the same, but you just not, it's not just what the, uh, the clients that you deal with. Obviously, they have partners, husbands, wives, uh, children, etc. So you're also affecting, obviously, them as well. Whatever you are teaching them can be passed down to the next, to the partners of the next generation. So I think this is massive because this is missing in schools. Even mm. now it's missing in schools. There's obviously should we say movements to improve on it, but it's still not there. Yeah, no, exactly. I think a lot of people talk about in schools, well, and I 100% agree with you, and it should be taught in schools. But for me, one of the main reasons I wrote Millennial Money Mindset, because it, this education or this knowledge has been left out for the millennial generation. Yeah. So I think it's, it's teaching them. I consider myself a millennial myself, but I'm kind of the high end of millennial. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit older than that, so before I come up, so. Okay. I think one of the things I'm interested in knowing as well is when, if, when you're going through your five steps, for example, would somebody come to you and, they, and part of that, what I want to learn about trading in or investing property or cryptocurrency or shares, would you provide them, obviously, which I'm sure, I'm sure you do, provide them with the, the basics that they need to know, but what if they need more specialist advice on those? Or, or, do, you actually, or do you actually sort of uh, persuade them to stay away from certain things? Not necessarily. So it's essentially, it's the client's decision. So it's, I'm just there to guide. I'm, yeah. I'm not giving advice. I'm not giving specific yeah. advice. I'm just giving education. So I've bought a house myself. I've recently just, we've only moved in three weeks ago. So yeah. I am, the idea is to move on to talking about property as well. So 
money tip stands for tax investment property pension savings yeah. so part of the the idea is to build on property and do a property course as well it's not necessarily my area of expertise i've, I've got a buy to let as well yeah. in, but perhaps the idea maybe on the two-day accelerator part of that would be to bring in a, a property expert and yeah okay more about that cryptocurrencies i love bitcoin i can talk for hours on bitcoin i actually had dominic frisbee on my podcast he's you, okay good money week uh, yeah. author but he, he's the first person to publish a book on bitcoin in the uk and i had when i was a financial advisor i had a guy come to me with he had 15 million pounds in bitcoin winnings he was like neil what do i do with this money but yeah he's he, he didn't sign on as a client, but I did, we did have a number of meetings with him to explain about Bitcoin. But it's, it's all comes back down to balanced portfolio, coming down to the football yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitcoin is very much speculative, a striker. But it's, I, I'm very excited about Bitcoin for the long term. Or cryptocurrency is... Uh, cryptocurrency, I think, yeah. Is, uh, I should say block, the blockchain... Blockchain, yeah. Blockchain technology blockchain is, is... The way I saw the internet yeah. in yeah. the... the 1990s that technology you could see the hyper not you could see the excitement around the internet you could clearly see something was that if if they managed to use that technology to create you know we're speaking on zoom miles away from each other using the technology that is the internet so in five ten years time if they use this blockchain technology for i used to be in shipping if they can utilize blockchain technology for shipping yeah there's a number of different things that you can it can be security for you know for your yeah it, the the technology is quite exciting but in terms of it comes back to your point overnight success it's not if you're expecting to buy bitcoin today and it's going to you know make you millions tomorrow then that's that's not a good way to build well it's about understanding different they all these different asset classes have different personality types so it's a bit exactly, like yeah, yeah I, Think of them, I would come back to the football analogy, each of them have different personalities. So property for all its benefits has its downsides as well. It's quite a big old lumbering asset. It's very slow to move. I personally think it's... You can't substitute it very easily. Especially in London. <laughs> but uh, what's that, sorry? I say you can't substitute a property very easy in your, in your football team. Exactly, yes. That's a great analogy, yeah. But it's about... So I'm... I'm my role as a coach is just to facilitate and just to educate and give support. So if someone comes to me, I don't give specific advice. Yeah. I, if I don't, if I feel like I can't service a client as well as I can, I quite often pass them to a specialist. Yeah. Okay. I, I like the idea where hopefully when we get back to some form of normality and you have the, the workshops, et cetera, but I'm sure you can do that online now anyway. But you are going to, and also you've seen this already, where you are building up a bank of expertise in the background. So as and when your clients want additional or specific expertise or advice on certain areas, you've got them, uh, those people in the background that can help on that. And so I think that's a great, and I, I love the analogy of the football team, so... I've oh, used you've you've come up with a couple of nice analogies for me today, so I oh, will remember you. those going forward. Um, <laughs> it's all in the book. That yeah. means I have to read all of it, uh, and yeah. I will certainly do that for you. Although so. it's called Millennial Money Mindset, it, it's written for for every generation. It's more about the themes of the book. Actually, are I wrote it two years ago, and it's the themes are death, 
um, wealth and happiness. Although death seems a morbid subject, it's it's more about actually. If you, it's, it, I read a book called um, or Seneca. It was really like kind of a Stoic philosophy. Actually, if you picture yourself, you know, if you know how many days you have to let left to live, you've got something to to live for. I'm I'm not doing very well on the quote, but essentially, if you understand, you know, we all, we're all going to die, and then by actually understanding that, you can actually live for today. Is the kind yeah, of yeah. I think. I mean, I've I probably ask my my clients in a different way, but. I do it in a couple of a couple of different alternatives, but one is that you know if you've only got five years left to live or one year left to uh, to live, what would you do different to what you're doing now, or or what wouldn't you do, or what would you do? There's a number of ways you can position it, but it does help people focus their mind in terms of what's important to them. Yeah, so I think Stephen Covey did it really well. As yeah, he talks about imagining imagine your funeral, which is quite for me that's quite powerful. That was. Um, and then Steve Jobs also uh, did a commencement speech. He said, I forget, uh, forget what it is. But yeah, for me, that was quite powerful. And that's why I had to include it in the book, essentially. Yeah, I thought that was... Yeah, but hasn't, hasn't you know, the period we've gone through with the pandemic actually helped people focus their minds on what is important in their lives? I think, you know, maybe that, you know, what we thought 10 months or so ago was important maybe there's a change in people's uh, viewpoints on that. It certainly is. Yeah, no, I think we've all questioned ourselves, what is important in our lives. And usually it's the simple and the more basics uh, exactly. of things in life than it is on the, on the luxury, shall we say. But yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been, as you know, it's been a challenging time, but it's also served a purpose to, for us to maybe reset what we think uh, life should be as well yeah it's about yeah for me appreciate what what i have and yeah being grateful for what i have so yeah it's, that's that was my kind of big takeaway from yeah this these last 10 months of craziness yeah no i think you're right i think we can all look at that and and you know just be great as you say be grateful for what you've got uh be you know grateful for the friends and the family that you've got around you and really just grateful for life will stop because it can always be a lot different and it has been a lot diff- uh, different and dig- difficult for, for many people. Coming towards the end of uh, the, the session today, but there's a question I always like to ask my guests. And uh, so I'm going to ask you the same. So Neil, what does wealth mean to you? That's a great question. I think coming back from building on from our conversation just a second ago, it's time. I think time is our greatest asset. So I think having that time to do what you want to do in your life. So even if you have, if you become financially independent, then it's actually having, you can go and work for joy rather than working for necessity. And it's having that, that time in your day to choose how to spend your life and building that wealth gives you that time. So that maybe that's time with your family, time with your friends, or just having more me time, doing you know what you want, having more hobbies, or doing ticking off that bucket list that you've always wanted to do. Yeah. So that's what wealth means to me. Yeah, choices. I think choices springs to mind there. And I certainly get, uh, fall into that camp as well. So if people wanted to have coaching from you, or if they want to buy your book or your car game, how would they find you? 
So my book, Millennial Money Mindset, if you want the fruits, you need the roots, it's on Amazon. So you can get that in print, Audible, or in Kindle version. And I have money. My website is called Money Tips, which is spelled T-I-P-P-S. So money, www.moneytips.co.uk. So you just, you can go on there and if you put in your details, I'll send you a free how to automate your finances to get more me time course, which is a, a bite-sized 40 minutes course of how to automate your finances. Yeah. So I'll give that away or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm active on LinkedIn. So connect with me. My name's Neil Doig, N-E-I-L-D-O-I-G. I post almost every day. I'm on Instagram. I'm quite a, I've got a, I post every day on Instagram. So it's millennial underscore money underscore mindset or just type in money tips two p's so yeah just yeah connect with me and i share lots of content shots of uh, i give away lots of value yeah get in touch okay i'll put the uh, the links in the the show notes uh, for um, you on there i'll ask you a favor can you connect with me on linkedin because I've, uh, yeah, I've run out of numbers in terms of uh, connections so i can't uh, okay. invite you neil it's been fascinating to hear your story and i love the way that you are helping others in terms of your money coaching business i'm a i'm a great fan in terms of helping others and i think money coaching is a still probably in, in its infancy in the uk right, i think yeah but there's very much a need for it there is very much a need for it and I, I think, think the way the financial services advice. industry is going as well, and obviously I'm, in, I'm part of it, is it's very difficult for financial advisors to uh, be able to uh, help people where they haven't got the asset values, if you like, because unfortunately, most financial advisors, it is a business at the end of the day, and it's not always commercially viable for them to do that. So there's definitely a gap and a void that is desperately needed and people like you in terms of money coaches are helping to fill that gap. And I think, you know, that has got to be good for everybody in society full stop. Yeah. Thanks. Now I think there's a, a, a big niche there then, but I, I, I generally think that there's a great need for financial advisors, good quality financial advisors as well. And they serve different, different aspects yes. of money. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Neil, again, thank you so much for coming on my uh, show today. Yeah. And mine too. So, and, uh, the very best of luck um, with everything that you do. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find links to everything that we've discussed in the show notes. And if you'd like to know more about what I do or see more great money tips to build a secure and a happy lifestyle, then you can find all of these on my website, ttwealth.co.uk or my YouTube channel, ttwealth. If you want to work with me, then why not book a free 30-minute call to find out how. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also produce a bi-monthly newsletter, TT Wealth News, which contains practical money tips that is free for you to download from my website. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something that you've enjoyed and you think will benefit someone you know, then please do share with them. I'm sure they will appreciate it. So it's goodbye until next time. And remember, live for today, invest for tomorrow.